Well, hello, uh, and welcome to Reimagining Education, a podcast from Michigan International Prep School. I'm your host, Eric Van Houten, and joining me today uh, is Mrs. Alicia Janes, um, a special education teacher here and also the chair um, of our special education program. Uh, good to have you here. Thanks for having me, Eric. Good Eric. to be here. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you couldn't guess from what it is she does she does or her her role here, um, this episode we're going to be talking about our special education program. So I want to open it up right off the bat and just give you the opportunity to explain um, what our special education program looks like and why it might be special or, or different than other schools. Sure, Eric. Um, so as I'm sure you've heard before at MIPS, we like to say we're a school of one and um, special ed just kind of takes that a little bit further. So when we're talking about special education students, um, we're speaking about students who have IEPs or individualized education plans. Um, That's what it stands for? Yep. Individualized okay, education plan. And so what that means is that we identify their area of need and we work from there to create individualized goals for them to work towards. Um, throughout the year. So here at MIPS, um, we I am the elementary education teacher. So I work with elementary students and um, I do resource room time with them. So one-on-one -on -one intervention, um, working towards their said goal. And then we are also starting this year um, group resource room. Mm -hmm. So um, we have a math intervention or a resource room for um our grades nine through 12. And mm -hmm. then I have elementary resource rooms in both math and ELA. And then um, for high schoolers, we also have a transition resource room, which helps them transition um, from high school to college. And then we're hoping to start a middle school resource room for math and science. So um, in those groups will be our special ed students who have those areas um, identified as their area of need, mm. and we can spend a little bit of extra time working on those goals for them. I love that. So, obviously, we have multiple special ed teachers, and you just talked a lot about resource rooms. What do we put in place? Like, I, I'll just say right off the bat, I have a couple special uh, education students, and I know that they meet with their special ed teacher at least once a week. Correct. Um, so what kind of, what can special ed students and, and maybe even more accurately, what can the parents of special ed students expect um, to see their kids do when they come to MIPS? Sure. Um, so uh, like you said, special education students meet with their special education teacher at least once a week um, in their resource room. So that's more individualized instruction, one-on-one um, -on -one session for about 30 minutes. Um, and during that time, we work on anything that a student needs help with. We work towards their goals. Um, and then we also work on if they're struggling in a class, we can help them with whatever assignment they're working on. Um, we help a lot with organizational skills, time mm -hmm. management, since we're virtual. That's a, a big skill for our students to have. That they need, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is what that one-on-one -on -one time is mostly spent doing. Very cool. Um, so how, how big is our special education program, do you think, both um, staff-wise and student-wise? Well, we have a great staff of professionals in our special ed department. We have special education teachers. We have our speech teachers. Um, we also have a social worker and we have a school psychologist. So she helps us out with our evaluations. 
Um, our speech teachers help if students have speech needs and have goals on their IEP. Our social worker is great for um, students who need more behavioral support um, and emotional support. So that's a pretty big staff right there. Yeah. And um, we seem to be expanding when we talk about special ed students as well, um, getting a lot more of those in. So we're happy to have them. Yeah, I love that. And I think every episode that we've done, every department is like, yeah, we're, we're growing. I yeah. remember um, I've been here for, what is it, 14 months and I was like the 50th employee and now mm-hmm. we've got over 100. So yeah. that's yeah. growing. And uh, percentage of student body, it's okay if you don't have the exact numbers, but um, do we have more or less, you know, on average special ed students than, than other schools? Um, I'd say we have a pretty average amount, probably right along the lines of other schools. Yeah, which is, is I think, cool to see because we're an online school, mm-hmm. right? You wouldn't think that an online school has as many resources as, as person to person, but I think it was something like 10% of our students were special education students when I joined, which is a huge number. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, in some cases... Virtual school works better for special needs students, depending on their area of need. And um, but it just for some students, it allows them to work from home and not need as many accommodations. That's yeah. um, a big thing in the special ed world is accommodations, providing the students with what they need to be able to learn the material. And when you take away some of the distractions from in-person school, um, the anxiety that comes with that for some students it helps them to really grow as a student, um, having them in their home environment. Yeah, and you mentioned this right at the beginning, too, of one thing we like to say is school of one. Um, That doesn't mean there are opportunities. You said that there are are rooms for um, students to come in and meet their teachers and things like that. Um, But one thing that I'm amazed at that you touched on is just that every single student in the school gets a mentor, right? Including special right. education yes. students. But every special education student also gets a one-on-one special education teacher. Yes. I said those phrases a lot in a row there, <laughs> but um, that's something that I think is is worth noting and is very unique. Um, so th- this isn't a legal podcast either, but I know that there's two designations that we give. One is an IEP and another is a 504. Um, can you just explain you know, what that means and, and why we have that? Sure. Um, so an IEP and a 504 are similar in that they, um, you know, take away barriers for students, um, barriers to learning. So we provide them with accommodations or with what they need in order to be successful in the classroom. Um, but an IEP, um, in order to receive an IEP, a student has to go through um, evaluations and they have to be classified in certain disability areas. Um, and 504s, if a student doesn't qualify um, for an IEP, 504s cover um, all kinds of disabilities. So um, they're, they're similar, but they also have some differences in that way. I love that. So I know that there's some some families and teachers even who are listening to this and would be curious, you know, does my student qualify for this? Um, so before I have a follow-up question to that, but I'll start with this. What kind of um, special education students, like particular issues or, or things that we're having, um, just 
kind of give us an overview of what kind of um, students and what kind of p- specific disabilities that we we work with here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yep. So students who have an IEP might have a learning disability in the area of reading or math. Um, they might have autism. Um, they might have an emotional impairment. Mm-hmm. They might have a speech and language impairment, um, just to name a few. So those are the kind of students who would need an IEP um, and who would have a special education teacher. But if a student is struggling in their gen ed classroom, um, their teacher would identify them and bring them to something that we have at MIPS called academic intervention. Hmm. Um, So that's a team of our special ed director, myself, our director of curriculum, and we talk through the issues that the student might be having or the concerns that the teacher has regarding the student. Um, And at that point, we decide to put in some intervention in place. So it's called RTI, Response to Intervention. And there are a couple tiers. So all students in the gen ed classroom, they are receiving the same curriculum, but maybe differentiated a little bit. Um, And then if that is not working for them and they're still struggling, then we um, put in some interventions into place and then progress monitor and see how those interventions are helping. Are they still struggling? Um, And then at that point, we reassess and see if we should keep going with the intervention plan that we've already come up with or if we need to add another layer of support um, and add some more targeted interventions. Um, And then after some monitoring there, we decide if we need to go further and do a special education evaluation. Nice. That's very cool. So is that similar to how, um, you know, I even had one this week, a parent enrolls their student at MIPS um, that doesn't have an IEP or a 504, but says my student has a learning disability or they're struggling in this area. Um, If you have a special education uh, child, (laughs) child, I was thinking of the word there. Um, If you have a special education child and you're coming to MIPS, um, what can the parent do? What should the parent do um, at that point? Um, So if a student is already a special ed student and is coming to MIPS with an IEP, then that is something that needs to be provided to the school. And what we do is we put into place um, the previous IEP, all of the services that that student was receiving. um, We kind of do our own IEP, our own informal evaluations to see how that student's doing. And then um, we make our own IEP for our school. But if a student isn't coming with an IEP and the parent is concerned, um, at that point, the teacher should bring that to the academic intervention. And that's when we would put those interventions into place. Very cool. So it all comes to the academic intervention. And then we, we put things in place to analyze, right? Correct. So we're covering things from ADHD. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, a, a lot of people struggle with ADD and ADHD is a little different, right? right. Um, OCD autism, emotional things, and and all of that is in place. So that's fantastic. And that's all. It starts with, I think that this is an issue, or I see this happening. Let's discuss it or go forward. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. We want to, you know, make sure that we're really paying attention to our students and identifying those who are struggling and then be as proactive as we can about it with getting those supports into place. I love that. So um, I like to distill things down is how I say it all the time. what I'm hearing as far as MIPS special education programs is we have a very in-depth 
Um, complex might not be the, the right word for it, but very detailed, but also very helpful special education program. Is that accurate? I'd agree. Yes. I love that. <laughs> um, so, or I should say this, because I would love to get to, to wins um, and then talk about some amazing things that are happening, I think, in the, the special ed arena in general. But is there anything else about special education, how we do it, our teachers, our students that you want to mention before we kind of go into, into story mode? Um, I don't think so. I just think our staff has grown a lot since I've started with MIPS a couple of years ago. And um, we're adding new staff and new roles as we go. And I just love to see the growth and getting these students the services that they need. I love that. That's yeah. perfect. So, yeah. um, I normally don't put the guest on the spot. So, I'm I'm going to give you some time to think about it because I, okay. I have a plan here. All right. But we end every episode of the podcast with a win. Okay. Um, this might be, we do this in staff meetings, if, if you hear that, right? right we even right. did one this morning <laughs> of the day we're recording this. Every staff meeting we do this where um, we tell a story of a win, which could be a student's academic success or you grew in your, your relationship, your personal relationship with the student and they opened up, or you had a good moment with the staff and you're thanking them for something they did, right? So, a win, it can be really anything. Um, this episode, um, there was a win that I want to share that um, I kind of was waiting for, right? Uh, the guest always does a win. Today, I'm going to yeah. do one and then that'll give you time to think about your win. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's because it's about the, the special ed program in general. Um, so, I had in my caseload last year, I'm a, a mentor and of my mentees, I think seven or eight of them had IEPs, which are that legal designation where they're special needs to the point where they really need um, a one-on-one -on -one special ed teacher and a bunch of modifications to classes and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, I had one student in particular who um, really did not work at his local um, his local school, right? Their special ed program in his grade was two or three students, and once a week for 30 minutes, they would go into a room together and ask this, um, I don't want to say underqualified, but a special ed teacher, um, and they all had different disabilities. One had OCD and, and autism, another one was just uh, ADHD, um, and then I think one was, was dyslexia maybe. But anyways, um, it wasn't working for them. That wasn't helping improve um, grades or classes or anything. And they came to MIPS um, with zero credits their freshman year. They were a 10th grader and they came with zero credits from their ninth grade year. We're not even close. Um, mm -hmm. And this doesn't seem huge, but um, my relationship with that student grew over the year to the point where um, never before did this happen or with other people where he would meet in a video chat with me with his camera on. And then he would show what he was doing on his computer. He also had a one-on-one -on -one with his special education teacher every week. And eventually we merged them where the three of us met every week and we did games and things like that. So this doesn't seem huge, but to special education parents, I think it will. Um, he went from zero completed classes and zero completed credits to four completed classes in his first year. And after this year, we think that he won't be too far behind to graduate close to on time. Nice. Which, you know, it doesn't sound huge. And to families that don't have special education students, they would still hear that and be like, well, he's still behind and mm -hmm. that's four out of ten classes. But for me and his parents and our special education teacher, that was like going from zero to 80, right? Full, full force for us. Um, so, I just see that as a win in a hopeful way of um, when families or even friends talk about having uh, the difficulties of a special education 
um, child um, and how the school is very difficult and they're looking for a place. Um, this is something that I can wholeheartedly support because I know that um, Students will improve here. Anyways, that that was really long on my end, um, but that's a win that that I really love from the last school year, and I'm loving that this program is growing, mm-hmm. that this information is going out there, and parents know that their student is really going to get cared for and get the best resources that they can here, even though we are online and not not face to face. So. Um, that was long. Sorry for, that's, for taking that. That's a great win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those couple minutes over. So I want to pass it over to you then. Yeah. Um, the chair, I got that right, right? Chair. Yeah, department chair. Department yeah. chair of the special education program here at Michigan International Prep School. Yeah. That's the full one. But I'll pass it over to you. Uh, what win or, or wins have you seen recently? Yeah, um, I have a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a student who has been on my caseload for two and a half, three years now. And um, she was just really having a hard time in her public, you know, brick and mortar school. And she came to us a little bit behind grade level and was just struggling. And so I have stuck with her as, you know, my student for these couple years. And last year, she um, amazed all of us. She completed two full years of school within years? one year. Yes. Yeah, so she completed last year's classes plus what she would have taken this year. Um, and so that was a huge win for us and just amazing to see that change in her um, coming from, you know, her previous school where she was struggling and wasn't able to engage in the academics and then just had blow us all out of the water yeah. with her success last year. So that was, that's a win for me. Yeah. I, well, that's about as win as it gets. Yeah. Right? Even <laughs> non-special education students, they don't even complete. Well, I mean, you can, maybe that'll give some incentive, <laughs> but two years worth of credits in one year is about as, as win as it gets. So yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. So uh, one this way, uh, parents who say, okay, my child has autism. We don't have paperwork to transfer. My child has ADHD um, and I want him to get a 504 to resources so we can meet with teacher, things like that. Where do we send them? Where do we tell them to go right now? So if it's a parent who's bringing you that concern, um, we would bring that up to our special education director. Um, she will take it from there and contact the parents and come up with a plan. Um, but if it's a, a teacher or a mentor who has the concern, then I would bring that to the academic intervention. Um, and then our director as well, she might bring parent concerns to academic intervention and we'll put those supports into place so those students can get the accommodations that they need. I love it. So you can you can bug your mentor too to make sure that um, that department is going forward and see where they're at with that. So I love that. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. I know this isn't super close to where you're at, um, <laughs> no but thank you so much for taking the time to be here. And, and it was great. And I'm glad to get this out there. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great being here. <laughs> if you're interested in enrollment, or you just want to get to know us and what we do a little bit better, head over to our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you soon.